Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Cindy. Hello. Uh, I'm Cindy, uh, recovering anorexic and compulsive eater. And this is my first time, like, like being recorded, and so I was kind of nervous about it. Um, and I was talking to my sponsor about it, and she was like, "Yeah, you in the record," because that's like a recurring theme with me that I'm gonna say or do something. It's gonna be on the record. It's gonna be like forever, and like it's like one of it's like one of my. Uh, it, it's like one of the fears that I had, kind of like. Uh, recurring, so I think it's kind of funny, like my higher power kind of has sense of humor about that, because and my sponsor's like, yeah, you and the record, and I was like, shut up. But, uh, so, um, I, I got abstinent, I came in in June of 94, uh, oh, you're doing the 10, 10, and 10, right? On the time, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, to start out, um, just to get some numbers out of the way, I, um, and uh, I don't, like, do numbers for competition. I never even used to say because, like, I, when I came in, I was a huge computer. Like, I wanted to be, like, more dead than the next person. <laughs> and I didn't want to do that in OA, but before I got in OA, I did, you know. And, uh, I, yeah, I, it's funny now. It wasn't funny at the time. I was, like, I was, like, seriously in competition all the time. Even people, they didn't know they were in competition with me, but I thought so. <laughs> and, uh... Which, I mean, I didn't have all that much fun with it. I thought that it should have been fun, but it wasn't. So, um, anyway, so I got in in June of 94, and I was 13. I'm 28. Uh, and a half. Actually, today's my half birthday, whatever that means. But nobody says they're 28 and a half. It's only, like, little kids are, like, I'm five and a half. <laughs> but, uh, so I came in in June of 94. I was out of a, I had just gotten out of a treatment center for anorexia. Um, I was in there for... A month, and then I was on partial for like uh, five weeks or so, and that's like where you eat all your meals there, and then you go home like at night, and that's how I found out about OA because I didn't know what it was because like you know I was 13, I don't really know, um, and uh, at the time I was like five feet tall because you know, and I was kind of a small kid, I always kind of had been, so I weighed like 100 to start with, and then my low was like 76, and. Uh, and that wouldn't have been the end, like, if I'd had my way, because it, like, it hadn't solved all my problems yet, and it hadn't made me feel happy, joyous, and free, so it must not have been low enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, that was my thinking. Like, I wanted to, um, oh, I left my water. I wanted to, uh, thanks. I'm going to say the serenity prayer. Uh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. The wisdom to know the difference. Okay. Because um, I'm kind of, like, heart speeding up. Uh, which is good, because that usually means I'm telling the truth about something. Uh, I also, like, wanted to say, like, a lot of times I, like, try... When I get scared, I try to be funny, but sometimes I just do anyway. Uh, and so, like, I, like, don't want to be, like, a performer. My sponsor's like, well, you're a performer. Get over it. And I was like, that's not cool. I don't want to be a performer. 
unless I'm, you know, and she's like, so? Just own it. And I was like, okay. Um, but I'm not up here trying to be a performer. So um, when I came in, I did, wasn't a performer. I didn't talk at all. Like, when I came into OA, I, uh, like, I was afraid of saying the wrong thing. It would have, like, irreversible repercussions for everybody as a kid. Like, I, I felt like my job was to be an ambassador for the religion that I was raised in. And if I said the wrong thing, literally, someone could go to hell for it because I wouldn't get them saved and they wouldn't go where they were supposed to go because I made a bad impression and I was eight and I uh, really thought so. Like, I thought so. And I got validation for thinking so and I got rewarded for thinking so and I'm furious now, but I just didn't, I didn't realize I was angry. The first three, four steps I did, I didn't even realize I was angry about it. So how could it be in my fourth step if I didn't admit that I was angry because I wasn't supposed to be? And that was one thing that I had uh, growing up and getting into the anorexia, like that, the anorexic thinking was there before I ever actually did anything with the food. The actual amount of time I spent starving myself was probably only four months or so. Because before that, like, there was just, like, a lot of sinking thinking that kind of fed into that, and the anorexia was actually trying to be the way out. Like, I was trying to get out of the scenario, and I didn't know how to do it, and it was like a desperation. Like, something has to get me out of this corner of isolation and fear, and maybe it's my body, and I'll burn it away, and then I'll have this great, I'll get rid of the old character. Basically, that stage character will be dead, and then I'll be, I won't be dead, but the character will be, and I'll be able to be, like, this completely different personality, and uh, I'm going to do it solo, and uh, and then I won't be an isolator. I didn't know I was an isolator. I thought people were rejecting me. I didn't realize I was rejecting them. And... Uh, uh, I thought, like, the martyr, people were like, you're playing the martyr. I didn't think I was playing. I thought that was what I was supposed to be. Like, I thought that, no, I literally thought so. I was like, well, what would what would Jesus do? Well, you know. And uh, and the thing is, that I completely misinterpreted what that meant. I completely misinterpreted it. I don't want to say anything bad about anybody's religion because, like, I know, like, that isn't the point. But the point is, I completely got a misinterpretation of it, like, uh, and so, like, and my higher power when I came in was a lot different from my higher power now. And when I came in, my mom was glad that I got help, but she was afraid that OA was going to change my religion somehow. Like, because she's, like, letting her child hang out with a group of strangers. Like, I don't remember what she said, but it was something like, I had to really trust them to let them do that. And I was like, do what? You know? And because uh, I didn't actually get brainwashed uh, or re-brainwashed. <laughs> but uh, and well, I had like a lot of pride issues about that because I'm like what I got like a really high score on the SAT how could I have been brainwashed in the first place into thinking I had to save the world or whatever like and I'm like retroactively blaming myself for that and and I'm like well if I don't want to act like a victim I have to take responsibility for everything so again with the misinterpretation but um, luckily you know I, I really kind of learned out how to have fun like in this program which is kind of funny because, like, I'd had fun before, but having fun before usually meant that I'd forgotten my rules. Like, and then I'd remember. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm supposed to be, like, an example of people. Damn it. I wish I didn't know better. And I was, like, born knowing better. And, like, my mom would be like, oh, well, they can do that, but we know better. And I was like, why were we born knowing better? Like, this isn't fair. You know? Like, we're supposed to feel sorry for people having more fun than us? This isn't cool. 
Like, but I didn't, I wouldn't have said so because I got a lot of validation for being the really good character and I could play it really well. And then if I felt miserable for doing so, that was just part of suffering for a good cause. And so uh, that didn't really work. And so obviously I wasn't a very happy camper. And um, so when I was 13, I decided that my solution was going to be, uh, um, I tried, I tried looking really good on paper. That was like my MO growing up, was look really good on paper. It's sort of like textbook. I feel like everybody with this disease looks really good on paper, but like, uh, um, and I always want to be the exception, and that's like also very textbook. But, uh, uh, like, I remember when my sponsor was like, you know, you're not terminally unique, and I was like, oh, damn it. And I was like, well, that's good, because I want the solution. But it sucks because then I don't get to be better than anybody. And but then the good thing is I don't have to be, right? And so so that was cool. When I got up here, I decided that um, I was talking to my sponsor and I was saying that I should probably do a disclaimer because uh, I got laid off two weeks ago, and why would anybody want what I had? And uh, <laughs> and I'm 28, and I li- I rent a room in somebody's house. And I just graduated art school with a master's degree in music composition, which I love. It was, like, my first love, and that's why I came back. I, like, I, like I, I went and got a degree in something else that I was good at, really good at on paper, but, again, with the paper. But uh, <laughs> I've gone through a lot of paper on my four steps, but, like, t- torn, torn up paper mostly, but, like, um, which is kind of freeing. But, uh, um, but like... Um, what was I saying about paper? Uh, it looked really good on paper, and I had, like, uh, I was in all these honors programs and stuff. And, but here was the thing. Like, the absolute terror was that I wouldn't look good on paper because that's all I had, is what I thought. Like, it's okay for other people to get mostly A's and a B because they also are an athlete or have a social life or have a boyfriend. Or, I don't have any of that, so I have to look good on paper or I have no character. Like, stage character. I have no identity. And uh, and my sponsor's like, well, you know, the difference between... She's like, you're not off by all that much. We're here to build character. We're not here to build a character. Because, <laughs> like, a character is like a mask, right? That, so I don't want people to see because I want to keep people at bay by either not talking or talking way too much and then I don't have to admit anything, and I don't have to reach out and be, be uh, equal to people. Admit that I am, because I already am. That was 10? Okay, so what happened was um, I got into, uh, I got into uh, OA, and I didn't think I had the right to say so. That was kind of like a theme in general. Like, if, you, if there was something that I wanted to say so, like, you just shouldn't. Whatever so was... I just shouldn't say so, because I would be, like, either, I would either make my family look bad, or my religion look bad, or I'd make God look bad. I don't know how that's possible, Uh, but I thought so. I was, like, the most powerful eighth grader in the world. (laughs) But I really, I really, I really thought so, and uh, (laughs) I got, yeah, and so, um, I, recently I had something like that happen where I got laid off from a job and they told me that it was because of the recession, but also I shouldn't have called out sick three times. And But it's really the recession, and I wasn't getting fired, but 
I also shouldn't have been late a couple of times, and maybe if I'd been a perfect employee, they wouldn't be letting me go. And uh, and so that really did a number, because I was like, did I just lose a job because of character defect or because of the recession? Like, I, I really, I like, did this number, and my, and my sponsor was like, she was like, were you a seasonal employee? I was like, yeah. She's like, season's over. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's, what, that's what they said, actually. But, like, uh, not my sponsor, but, like, uh, she was like, they told you you were going to get laid off from the get-go, right? And I was like, yeah, but this is me. There should have been able to be three recessions. I should have been such a good employee that it shouldn't have mattered. And that's, like, my pride, you know? And I was like, look, I don't have a boyfriend. The only thing I can do is look good on paper until I get one. And then it's okay because then I'll be a human again. And it's like, like that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not a fantasy character, so it, it doesn't really make sense that I have to be perfect because I only have one thing. I'm also a composer, and I, lo- I love writing music. And one thing was when I first came in, I... Uh, I, I went to I got I went into high school I got through high school abstinent which was cool I didn't um, take a whole lot of risks in high school because um, I don't like that looking good on paper thing and I figured that I actually thought that having been in treatment messed up my record so I was going to have an even cleaner record and uh, like there's no record nobody's going to check except for my disease and uh, like like there's a there's like a book that says love keeps no record of wrongs and like and my sponsor's like yeah well you've got to love yourself and God loves you and I was like well I don't deserve it and she's like you're going to make that decision and uh, and it's like yeah because I didn't really love myself or anybody when I came in I knew I was supposed to but I thought love was too easy and it would let us off the hook and uh, like that's you know, that's too easy. And I got a lot of mixed messages about what my higher power was, like really loving, but then reminding you how loving he was and he didn't have to be. And, like, I, I should be lucky he's a nice fellow because he didn't have to be. And and I was like, okay, so if I'm getting love 50-50 and fear 50-50, how do I know which one? So I just followed every rule just in case the fearful 50-50 turned out to be true. Like, that, if that half was true, then I'd be okay which was great, except I started living in a dictatorship and thinking that that was true. But the dictator was really my head. It wasn't God. So I was like, and then I hated that concept of God, but I didn't want to say so because then I'd really be screwed. And because uh, then, like, you know, I remember when I first found out I had pride, like, on my doorstep, I was like, oh, God, now my life's in danger because God doesn't like prideful people. And, like, he didn't know already that it was in there. Until I said so. But, like, uh, and then I came downstairs. My dad's not in program. I came downstairs and I was like, Dad, I was doing this four-step. And I just found out I'm a private person. And he was like, yeah, so? And I was like, what? And he's like, everybody is. And I was like, awesome. And I was, like, so, I was psyched. I was like, yes. You know, because then we're all in the same boat. And I think, like, that is, like, one of the greatest lines in the big book when he's talking about, like, everybody being, like, a ship's passenger that, like, they were in danger and then they all got rescued together by something bigger than them. And so we're, we're all in the same boat. And I really liked that because that's what I was looking for when I was starting myself to try to be part of the group. I wanted to be the exception, but I wanted to be accepted, which was kind of, I don't know what that was, but I, I, I thought I had to be exceptional to be accepted. And I thought I had to starve myself to be accepted because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of the isolation. And uh, when I first came in, like I said, I didn't know. I was just desperate enough to talk to a room full of strangers and ask for help because, uh, like, my way hadn't worked. 
and I came in, my absence day is June 13th, 1994, and I, I kind of feel like June 13th, like, the, what the hope of June 13th was, was step two. There is something out there, and it's going to work. And I don't care what suggestions I have to follow, because uh, I came in, like, really terrified of everything, not just food, not just of gaining weight, but, like, everything. Uh, people, religion, uh, relationships, sex, money, confrontation, uh, everything, just like anything. And I was just like, wow, these people are old enough to be worried about everything, but they're not. Cause most of the people in the meeting were my parents' age, but they weren't freaking out. And I was like, what? So I got the sponsor who had a lot of peace in her eyes and in her life. And I was like, and, and the age thing didn't matter. She was like 62, and I was like 13. And, uh, and she had been... Um, all three, like combination, anorexic, bulimic, compulsive eater, and uh, most of my sponsors have been, and uh, and really peaceful and really reassuring and understanding, and she had a lot of faith in a really loving, peaceful higher power, and um, which was, I think, the one that my higher power was supposed to be, like the one they were trying to get through to me, but somehow the other 50% got mixed in there too. And, uh, uh, like, she... And the other people in the meeting, um, like nobody, I really have a whole lot of respect for Tradition 3. Uh, the only requirement for OA membership is this desire to stop eating compulsively because there isn't that much more compulsion than writing everything down on paper. And like, um, like I was a huge calorie counter and I like used to um, uh, make these little lists of these tiny little numbers all over the house and uh, in math class, and I wasn't doing equations, I was calculating, you know, and, uh, and it was really tiring, and I made all the numbers, the numbers were all wrong anyway, because I'd be looking at a piece of broccoli and be like, that's 100, and, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I kind of made up my own diet solo, and, 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 like, like, yeah, so it didn't, it didn't work, obviously, and, uh, and it didn't give me the personality change that I wanted. And I was like, damn, I'm skinny enough to look like I should be popular, but I'm not. Like, I didn't get, the, I didn't get like, what I set out to do. And then, you know, I'd be afraid for my life at the same time to be thinking, well, but how can that be? They're telling me that I have malnutrition, but I still have more to go. How can that be? And then, like, it was this weird, like, because then you start believing your own press. Like, the less good nutrition you have, you'd start believing your own insanity more so. Because you can't, you, like, you can't hear your higher power as well. And so when I, I had to get abstinent, I got abstinent right before I came into OA. I'd been abstinent for like two weeks. And what my abstinence was for the first two years was I had this plan from an, uh, like a medical person that I'd been working with that I had to follow like 100%. Like I weighed everything, I measured everything. Cause, so I wouldn't cut it too low because I didn't know what it was going to be. And then I, ha- I haven't been like on a strict food plan since 96 because that's when I got to normal weight. And uh, I know what basic nutrition is now, and uh, I, uh, I thought I did before, but I didn't. I thought there were just certain things you just weren't supposed to do, ever. And the American Heart Association was just cutting people some slack. <laughs> I thought so. I really thought so. And I would like the pride, right? I can do it better. And, um, like, and I felt like that way about relationships, too. Well, that's something that nobody really needs. It's just kind of because we're weak, you know. And so I, I figured I could do without that, too, because I didn't want to mess up my record. And I had a lot of perfectionism in that area, too. I got a lot of stuff about how everything has to be a certain way, and then you'll be rewarded for it. And if you're not, you should be, even if you weren't. And, like, 
so, uh, but I got I got a lot of reality checks in this program, which is great. And people in this program had like a great sense of humor. I didn't really have that much of a sense of humor when I came in. It was kind of like gallows humor, and uh, I'd just be like, 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 oh, he, 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 you know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that much fun, you know. And uh, and so like that freedom from like complete self-absorption, like. Like, I, I remember, like, the first time I got to go to, like, Disneyland or something after I had gotten absent, and I was like, yeah, this is so cool. Like, I literally don't have to think about, like, saving random strangers or, or worrying that I, my thighs are too big or, or that, like, the, you know, the world's going to end tomorrow or that my grandpa's eternal soul is in danger or anything. Like, like wow, I'm actually, like, I could actually, so I was actually a kid after I was a kid. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, and I, I still feel like that when I realize I can have fun. Like I went to, like whenever I go to a party and go dancing or something, and I'm like, wow, I never could have done that when I was like, like a little kid going to a birthday party because I'd be too freaked out about something major. And I don't have to freak out about something major as much anymore. Uh, another thing was was that, um, and I have like um, taken some risks in this program. My uh, my sponsor said that I grew up really sheltered, and I didn't like that because I thought that made me an automatically an unsympathetic character, and I hate people like that, and I think people like that need to be whatever, but, uh, and so I'm like, well, I can't, I don't want to be one of them, and she's like, and I, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't like people like that, they're overprivileged, and she's like, I don't, you don't sound really overprivileged, and, and I was like, huh, she's like, um, so... It's funny because I'm, whenever, like, my head kind of chatters like a monkey a lot, and uh, I think I identify with a lot of people in this room that, or not in these rooms, I don't know about this room, but uh, that have that happen too, and uh, it's really tiring, and so I've been, like, trying to, um, I haven't done consistent meditation, but, like, when I do listen to my hair power, like, it gets a lot better, and uh one thing that really was really cool about this program was that I, um, after having gotten a degree that looked good on paper and feeling really depressed about it, uh, I uh, went back to school to do something that I really loved, which was music composition, and I uh, like like started taking night classes at the junior college while I was getting my real degree during the day and like kind of like sneaking out and doing, you know, it was, it was cool. And... Uh, it was it was like so much fun and I actually went back and auditioned for it because I never thought I could pass the audition in the first place and uh, wound up getting a bachelor's degree and then went back and finished a master's degree and uh, it was a lot of fun and I'm like interning in a field that's related to that and uh, I'm you know applying for jobs in it and um, and that doesn't have anything to do with looking good on paper I didn't care when I went back to that I was like I don't care if I get a C I really love this subject that much and I didn't get a C but like it didn't matter like because I, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it for the um, the fear, like following all these rules, you know. And uh, nobody gets forced into an arts degree. Nobody, nobody's parents, nobody's parents want them to be like all my all my friends. I was I was always joking, like, how did you have the conversation? Like, mom, dad, I think I'm a composer. Like, did you have to come out of the studio and admit it? Like, did, and like, I don't know. And they're like, no. How are we ever gonna? You're never gonna be able to pay for anything. But. Uh, but then now it's okay because there's a recession. Now nobody can pay for anything. <laughs> but I mean, like that's that's actually what I said. I was like, I was like, I was like, Dad, if I were a banker, I'd be out of work too. But uh, but uh, 
but, uh, but yeah, like, so I, and I really, I really, um, and being around other people that really love what they do, too, and, like, we're all in it together, and it's totally awesome, and it's totally a higher power thing, because um, even when I was abstinent, like, I had, like, this, like, two or three years of just stinking thinking. I was abstinent, but, like, and I'm surprised that I was, because I was, like, not a very happy camper, and uh, I didn't want to mess up my time, which was one good thing about the paper, probably saved my life, but, like, not wanting to mess up the amount of time I had abstinent, but, like, uh, and what the stinking thinking was about was, it's too late, I already picked my major, that's the end, I'll just write it out till I'm 80, and I already made a decision, and I was, like, oh, the best days of my life were when I was 16, I'm saying this when I'm 19, like, it doesn't make sense, you know, that was, like, when I was 17, I felt like, uh, like an old maid, because I never had the sweet 16, and I, I decided that I wasn't going to get the storybook. Like, that was just the end. And that kind of that's the end thinking, like, is exactly, like, my higher power is like, oh, honey, it's not the end if you want to listen to me, you know. You come work for me, you don't have to, you don't have to think about the end. It's kind of grandiose anyway. But, like, everything was all the end, you know. It was all on paper and on judgment day. And all, like, big scenario. Um, and so, like, yeah, and, like, the relationships thing I'm really kind of working on because I had a lot of, um, fear about that too and I'm a virgin and it's not like something that I wanted to say in front of a room full of strangers but it's sort of like uh, it wasn't because I never had anybody that I was going to but I just found out something bad about them right before and I was like okay no and their, their, their record on paper didn't look as good like they they had a criminal record anyway but like and then of course I thought I thought it was punishment I was like see this is what you get God's warning you you're really lucky. You know how close you came to messing up your record with a really, like, it really took, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, I was like, I seriously, like, I was like, well, was it, was it a warning? People would have said so if they were, like, thinking like my parents, you know. Uh, my parents didn't say so. I didn't tell them that. But, like, they, uh, like, it was just sort of that thing. And then the other idea is I should have done it ten years ago because it's embarrassing. It's like the sheltered thing. Like, just fucking, just get out. Like, no, you're just, you're not even a sympathetic character. Just get it over with and, Pretend it was ten years ago. Like that—that's—that's that's my disease. Also, but be completely perfect or be completely embarrassed is my disease. Zero or sixty is my disease, and uh, love is not my disease. And looking—you know—you know what I mean? Like, like having fun and meeting people and going out and like actually caring about somebody—that's not my disease. And um, I'm getting choked up because um, that's one of those things that I told myself in my disease that I just. And when I say in my disease, I don't mean when I was restricting. I mean when I was restricting everything else other than food. Because, like, restriction goes in all the other areas, too. And, uh, like, spending money or wanting to do, like, that music composition thing was a total non-restriction because that's, like, what my higher power wants me to do. And I never used to know what my higher power wanted me to do. I figured that if I wanted to do it, the answer was no. Even if it was something like, I want to wash my face now, like, okay, well, you want to, then I was just so used to saying no that I was like, well, even if I don't get rewarded for saying no to everything I want, I should be, and that's good enough, right? And uh, even if there's no reward for it, and it's like, that's really miserable, and that's not what my higher power wants. And I wanted to read something from the big book that I thought was cool, because I uh, sometimes get mixed up and use step four as a way to beat myself over the head and, uh, and run around confessing stuff, because, like, that's not what my higher power wants either. And that's kind of like a little kid, oh, bad dog, you know, Cindy thought something bad about her neighbor. Cindy, you know, like, 
told a lie. You know, I mean, that isn't the point. And I remember when my sponsor, I always wanted to know what my list of character defects were, you know. And my sponsor's like, yeah, I don't think so, because you want them. Like, because you want to know, so you can, like, beat yourself over the head, and that's not going to help. And she's like, you know, how people's sponsors give them a list of character defects, and she's like, yours is going to be one. It's going to be, like, one big one that just kind of goes through everything. Like, you know, when they talk about fears being that thread, pride and fear, like, being that same thread that goes through everything. And I'm just like, why am I that easy to read? That really sucks, you know. But uh, uh, the part that says, um, it's at the end of, I think it's, wasn't it, I thought it was at the end of Vision for You, but it's the part where it was like, um, we absolutely insist on enjoying life. I don't know what page it is. Um, uh, We... um, it was talking about being happy, joyous, and free, and that we're not a blown lot, and that, like, God actually wants us to be happy, joyous, and free, and we're not getting away. Like, my thing is, you're getting away with something. Like, if you feel good about something, you've probably gotten away with something. And there's gonna, you're going to have to wait for the catch. Like, um, you're going to have to pay for it. And it's like, like if I want to live that way and create a, a higher power that's like that, that looks like my disease, that's no good. And, like, that's not going to help me. And so uh, I also, uh, yeah, so I don't, know what, I don't know what page in the big book it was, but I'm sure somebody will find it. But it's in there. Um, I guess I'll have to go on a scavenger hunt. Um, so what did I leave out? Oh, when I first got in, uh, people were really cool. They really, they took my calls at 2 a.m. I didn't intend to call anyone at 2 a.m. because nobody in my family was even awake at 2, and I didn't want to admit to needing something, you, right? You don't want to need, like, especially in, when you have a lot of pride and, uh, like, having to admit that I'm having a problem with something. That was, like, one of the hugest things, like, when I came in was either, like, asking for help when I needed it because I always thought that someone else should be able to tell, and I shouldn't say so because if I ask for help, it's selfish. But if I look pathetic enough, someone might help me because they have to help the needy. And, like, like this whole, there was this whole, like, manipulation, but I'm not supposed to be a manipulator, so I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to look like I need help, hope someone asks me, and then I have to say no. It, it doesn't work. So, uh, but I, I kind of operated on that without realizing, if I'd said it on paper, it would have looked ridiculous. But I think that's one good thing about step four is I was like, wow, I was operating on that. That whole operating system doesn't work. And that was one of the greatest things was, like, coming in here and realizing I didn't know anything because I was, like, so happy. I was like, good, because what I know sucks. So if I don't know, then, then I'm cool. Then I'm free. Because what I think I know and all these rules, like, they really suck. And they, like, made my life suck and I was wishing I was dead and all this stuff. And it's like, well, then that's not true. And I'm like, hooray, I'm glad I'm wrong. I really am, because now I get to have a life that's going to be awesome as long as I stick with my higher power and, and you guys and, and people outside of program. And, uh, like, I don't have to hide out to be safe and protect a record that doesn't exist and, uh, like, that nobody's going to read. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just really glad to be here. Thanks for letting me share. So um, we got, what do we got, five minutes for, ten minutes for Q&A? So um, does anybody have any questions? Because I probably, um, somebody might have questions. I don't know. Any questions?
how do you define your higher power? Okay. Um, right now, I don't really have a, a definition because when I came in here, I had a definition of no higher power. But, uh, but like, like, I had a concept of what I thought my God was supposed to be, but as far as if anything major happened, I had to go solo. And, and in fact, that concept wanted me to go solo, which is convenient for my disease. But uh, right now, I can tell it's my higher power talking when, um, like, when it's completely different from, what, from the way I had been thinking before. Um, like, it's completely looking from a different angle, and it's usually not nearly as scary and grandiose as what my head was saying. Um, and my higher power usually has a sense of humor, but not a sarcastic cutting one, because I can use that on myself. And um, it's usually really comforting. And I could tell it's my higher power if when I check it out with my sponsor or somebody, and they're like, wow, I like your higher power. And I was like, what? Because, like, I, I kind of had a fear of listening for my higher power because I thought it was going to be, like, because, like, my mom used to say that God told her things and she'd write them on paper. And, uh, like, I didn't really think that that was a really reliable way of doing so. So I just figured I wasn't going to get concepts from my higher power unless someone else told them to me. But uh, but that isn't so because, oh, my higher power doesn't tell me things that other people should do. Like, it just tells me things that I should do. Like, not should, like you should. But it's usually like, hey, honey, you know, it's 2.30. Maybe maybe you want to go brush your teeth and go to bed so you can get up tomorrow and have a good day. You know, and it's, like, it's usually really, it's like, hey, come on, let's go to the dry cleaners. Yay. You know, <laughs> it's usually like something completely that I think is not going to matter at all, but I'll feel really good after doing it. Like, like, I don't want to clean my toilet. I don't want to, like, you know, I'm too good to have to take out the garbage. I don't want to, but then I feel, like, really good after, you know. And I'm like, oh, this room is a mess. It's disgusting. I'm an embarrassment to my landlord. I don't know how I can. And he's like, well, no, you'll feel a lot better when you clean it. And I was like, oh, or I could just do that. So my higher power is, like, the voice of compassion and, and like, like, humor and really cares. It cares about me and other people. And doesn't want us to be perfect like I thought, because that's totally my disease. So, and it's changed, like, a lot. I'm not sure, um, uh, I, I think there's several religions that that higher power would fit into. But, um, I didn't really actually change religions. I don't know why I'm saying that as a disclaimer, but, uh, I didn't really keep most of its beliefs either, so I'm not really sure. But, um, higher power for me was different from religion, because I had all the words that were supposed to comfort me on paper, when I came in, but they didn't, because I couldn't surrender, because uh, I didn't know what, like, caring and love was, like, for it personally, like, I'd seen it, like, people in my family loved me and stuff, but, like, I didn't know how to internalize it, it was kind of like malabsorption, like, I couldn't take it in, and, because uh, 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 I, I thought there had to be a catch, which meant no wonder I didn't want to take it in, you know, so, but, like, yeah, my higher power is kind of like that, that was kind of a long answer. Any other questions? <laughs> you mean with food or in general? Okay, well my schedule's been kind of effed up lately because I, um, if I don't have somewhere to be, which I, 
which I haven't, except for my internship since I got laid off. Like, I go to bed at 2 and wake up at, you don't want to know, and, like, but if I, okay, all right, like, okay, today, okay, yesterday I went to bed at 3 because I got back from a party, and then uh, today I woke up at 1, I had breakfast, and then I had I had lunch at 4, and then I came here, and I'm going to have dinner around, um, probably right after I get out, so, uh, and then, uh, but normally what it's supposed to be is, you know, usually before I go to work, I have breakfast, whatever work is, like if it's an internship or if it was, I used to work at this retail job. And uh, and then uh, and uh, I usually have three meals and sometimes I have a snack. It depends. Uh, when I came in, I had three meals and three snacks. And uh, they were all really written out on paper. Um, let's see. I usually have... Well, every single meal I have starch and protein and has fat in it and usually usually fruit and vegetable. And, uh, like, they all have to have starch and protein. Like, it's, yeah, because otherwise I'll just get a headache. Um, and, uh, and let's see. But, yeah, like, you don't want to follow. Uh, if you ask me that question in a year, I'll have a much better answer that'll, like, make people want to follow it because you don't want to follow my routine. Like, my sponsor is always like, you want to plan your timings out a little better because the chaos isn't going to work for you. And I was like, but it's better than, I'm like, but it's better than, like, that kind of scenario that I cooked up where everything had to be a certain way. It was like a, like, you know, this whole, like, drill sergeant thing that I was doing when I came in. And she's like, yeah, well, those aren't the only two options. So, um... And I, I usually, um, recently it's helped me to, like, start emailing what my food was and, like, what the timings were and stuff to my sponsor. I've, I've had a couple of different sponsors. The last one I've had for the last ten years or so. But usually before that I had it sponsored for a year or two at a time. And I usually make a couple of outreach calls a day and go to, like, three or four meetings a week. And I have three service positions, although my sponsor is like, what was your reason for taking those three? You weren't trying to, like, rescue newcomers, were you? <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, not on two of them. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, on a good day, you know, I get up when I'm supposed to get up, have breakfast, lunch, dinner, go to work, uh, you know, not in that order, uh, and, uh, you know, and people ask me, like, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, oh, I'm not that question. But, like, uh, and, yeah, and I, like, hang out with friends and do stuff. But, like, um, I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> Remind me never to run for politics. <laughs> Um, well, that comes up every day, but less so than it used to be. I didn't realize I was doing so, like, at first. Like, people had to tell me so. They're like, whoa, you're, like, way harsh on yourself. Like, I was doing it, like, two weeks ago when I got laid off. I was like, like, I, like, some, one thing that my, my sponsor had me do was, like, I mean, she's, she's a big proponent of writing, and so I, I like, wrote about it, and a lot of times, like, I would just write, like, the nasty, like, like enemy speech on paper, 
and then wind up like either reading it or tearing it up and or reading it and tearing it up and um, and uh, like because that kind of defuses it and I was like yeah okay like <laughs> I wrote like this you're a horrible employee letter to myself from the company which and but then I wrote I wrote a you're a horrible company letter back and uh, like you know because it, it wasn't from the company it was from my disease but like I like you know once I got it on paper and like got got rid of it you know so, so I was like yeah it really is the recession <laughs> damn it I wanted to be responsible for it because then I could control it um, and a lot of times what I punish myself for like my sponsor was like you know the stuff you keep calling are character defects she's like that's like the human condition and I was like yeah so we're none of us are supposed to be that human like I don't know but, uh, like, we're not, none of us are supposed to be accepting of our human condition. Like, that's, how are we ever going to change, you know? And, uh, that's, that's really silly. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, I stop punishing myself when either somebody from program gets pissed off at me wallowing and tells me so, or, uh, like, just, um, usually someone says something and it makes me laugh, and then I forget that I'm supposed to be in the pride and fear, which is what self-punishment is, because, like, and, like, what do they feel, like, the tool, the, the hammer is not a whip, or uh, the whip is not a tool, like, you don't whip yourself over the head to get rid of a character defect, because that is a character defect, like, and I didn't know what a character defect was, as recently as, like, three weeks ago, I was like, well, isn't a character defect, like, blah, 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 and then she was like, character defect is an instinct that went the wrong direction, and I was like, like, someone just cranked it to 11, and they're like, yeah, and I was like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of cool. I don't actually have to get rid of them. They just have to have my higher power moderate them. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with me wanting to look good on paper. It just can't be my guiding influence in life. Like, that can't be my one goal is look good on paper. Because then I won't have a life. All I'll have is a piece of paper. And then nobody will read. And, uh, you know, GPA or whatever. But, uh, and also not comparing as much. I used to compare it to everything, not just bodies, but I would compare, like, my mom had a 4.0 and I only had a 3.97. Like, that kind of thing, you know, and, uh, um, like, I had, I had, I felt like I had a really tough act to follow, and, uh, you know, how do you follow perfection? And, uh, uh, like, but I, I stopped punishing myself when, Basically, I'd get distracted, and I think that, like, I thought that was really unspiritual, that the distraction would solve my problem, except I think it was my higher power with the distraction. Like, my friend would show up with South Park, or, you know, like, just something completely random would happen, and I'd forget to be down on myself, because that's not what I was supposed to be, like, not supposed to be, but, I mean, it doesn't help. And so, yeah, like, I'd stop punishing myself when I realized that it's actually better to be one of a group and we're all in this together, and there's no sense in me punishing myself, because that's like saying everybody else should be punished, too, for the exact same thing. And, uh, yeah. Any other questions? We actually are out of time. All right. Uh, okay, I'll answer it after the meeting. I, thanks for letting me share.